You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, March the 20th, 2020. And it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. As usual, I'm your host, Craig Hemke. And as usual, joining me is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Wow, what a week. What a week and what are we looking forward to? Let's let's have at it. Did you sense kind of the upbeat tone of my voice, Eric? Come on now. <laughs> we got to try to stay up. Sorry to ruin the party so quickly. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, before the party starts, uh, obviously, this has been a month like nothing anybody has seen. And, and who knows where we're going over the next couple of weeks. Um, because you never know when this is going to clear up. So please be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Remember, it's also been a very busy time for us at Sprott Money. We thank you for choosing us, no doubt, at SprottMoney.com. We very much appreciate your business and for being the most trusted name in precious metals. Uh, this is an interesting time for precious metals. Be sure to check out SprottMoney.com for all of your bullage, bullion storage needs as well. Eric, my friend, um, I, I guess we could talk about prices, but let's just go right into this. What is on your mind this Friday morning? Sure. Well, you know, I, I should follow up with the mentioning spot money. I mean, I see the daily sales numbers. They're like 10 times higher than they've ever been, okay? So people are buying these products. Uh, the products are becoming short. The premiums are going up. And, and, and we get orders from all over the place. So we're just shocked at the, the people who finally are reacting to that. And I think the fact that there's going to be this retail demand from around the world uh, will be a big factor in where we ultimately discuss where prices are going. So we'll get to that. In the meantime, you know, I've wanted to focus on the coronavirus for whatever number of weeks now when we can sort of first identify it as possibly negatively affecting things. And the trend line in the U.S. cases boggles my mind. Overnight, we had five thousand cases on a base of 9,500. These numbers are exactly in line with some projections that I viewed beginning on March 6th, where some guy says, here's what the trend line is. And, you know, we probably were at 200 cases back then, and now we're at 14,000 cases. And the projection to April 1st was 690,000 cases, other things being equal. Now, other things, of course, won't be. We, we might go into a lockdown. I suggest that uh, we should go into a lockdown. Um, it, it may or may not have proved itself in China. I still have this niggling feeling that maybe the Chinese data is erroneous, that they're pretending they've stopped it, which they say they've effectively stopped it in the country. But now they're getting it from us, okay? And maybe the whole story is going to be, oh, well, we stopped it, but now you guys are bringing it in. We'll see where that goes. Uh, one of the things and, uh, that I should mention is that, uh, in my mind, I have concluded by listening to the various authorities who know what they're talking about, that it is an engineered virus, man-made, therefore much more difficult to solve. Uh, we in, in North America have huge testing issues where we just haven't had the testing capacity to get a grip on this thing. So I think... A lockdown is probably likely. The government initiatives was actually quite hilarious to me. Okay, when you look at what was first suggested by the government, that they're going to 
have 50 billion available for the coronavirus problems. And I laughed, mentally laughed. 50 billion? You have no idea, do you, what you're talking about? That, that was less than a week ago. Now it's already up to 2 trillion. In other words, the people that are running the country had no idea how significant this was. A lot of the things that are being proposed are being proposed for industry, not people. And, of course, the, the one industry they always want to save is the banking industry. Of course, the banking industry is the one that got us into this hugely levered financial system where, you know, it, we, we're playing whack-a-mole here. You know, one day it's the treasury issues, treasury yields goes up. Then the next one it's the munis. Then the next one it's the repo. And, you know, then the program for this, a program for that. And we're always trying to solve these uh, financial problems. But the real problem is going to be with the people. And the suggestion of giving them $1,000 is absolutely laughable when you think of people having to go and get quarantined for a month or two or however number of months this lasts. And I don't think it's going to be short. I, I want to let people, I don't think we're talking about this thing peaking out anytime soon. Okay, uh, I, I'm now going to uh, move to the economy. Uh, as I said, uh, they're dealing with uh, the banking system. Uh, they're allowing more leverage in the banking system. If you can imagine, there's, oh, we don't have enough. Like, they're taking away the capital buffers. <laughs> and, uh, of course, now the, the, the banks have no spread to earn, theoretically, because rates are down to almost zero. So I don't know what the, the outlook for banking is, but it's poor. And I, I would paraphrase it this way. When your customer's weak, you're weak. And of course, the the banks have all these weak customers who have to shut their businesses. I, for one, what do I have? What do I worry about today? I own 80% of a mine in Nevada, which might have to close. Well, how are we going to keep, keep it supported? How, what are we going to do for the employees? These are not easy things for a, an individual. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the 200 employees just like that. I mean, it, 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 it's sort of in my moralistic game plan for sure. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to support a whole bunch of infrastructure with zero income. That's right. very difficult. It's, I, I'm, reminded okay. of the, I'm reminded of that old adage, Eric, about if, uh, if you owe the bank a million dollars and you can't pay it back, you've got a problem. If you owe the bank a hundred million dollars, you can't pay it back. The bank has a problem. Exactly. And they have problems. And of course, we keep hearing these rumors of this fund having a problem, that style of investing having a problem. You know, like there's so much. Look at the volatility. It's crazy. Right. How do, how do you go home at the end of the day and, and figure out what, what just happened to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I gather we're going to have a pretty good day today. Maybe stocks will be up 5%. Uh, maybe they will be up. In fact, I would almost venture to say they'll, they'll be up strong at the opening. You wait till you get to the close, and people have to worry about the news that's going to come out over the weekend. Yeah. And the Monday opening. Because Monday this week was a horrendous opening. And I think they might start worrying about that at like 2.30 in the afternoon. So... Yeah, I know it's, there's problems all over the place and really very few answers. You know, I don't think if you believe it's an engineered virus coming up with a vaccine is very, very difficult. We will see. Yeah. Eric, these the central bankers and the politicians are obviously going to do everything they can to keep things going. So, peop, so the governments, all the debtors can continue to service their debts. We've, I mean, let's just kind of offer some conjecture here because I know I hear about it on my site. 
um, you know, as as a group of sound money people, we've all kind of talked for ten years about the math of it, and the exponential growth of the debt, and all that kind of stuff, and how you got to grow the economy and, and the cash faster than you can grow the debt and everything else to service it. And everybody says that you know it's an ex- it's a math problem. Eventually, it's all going to collapse, and there's going to be this reset. What do you think? Well, I think it's a distinct possibility, and I guess my biggest worry or concern for the financial. Uh, community is if in fact the banks don't make it okay and so for example let's take a uh, a regional bank who's lending money uh, to people against their mortgages who are not going to pay the interest where their house might be going down in value when do the people decide oh you know what maybe I'll take my money out of that bank because I'm a little Mm -hmm. worried about it and or the bigger ones because they got all these derivative books. Like the derivative book of J.P. Morgan, something like $47 trillion notional. Wow. What's, what do you think that's doing every day these days? <laughs> it's crazy because the currencies are almost as, as volatile as the stock markets and, and elements of the bond market are as volatile as the stock market. So, man, I'd hate to be in the accounting department trying to figure out where a particular bank stood at the end of each day because – there must be gigantic losses being taken and, and gigantic profits, too, in certain sectors if you got yourself going the right way. But generally, when everything is sinking and you're a bank, you're sinking as well. Yeah. So I, I think there, there could be a window for gold there. I, I mentioned, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, that I started buying gold because I preferred to have some money out of the bank that I would have in my possession yep, just in sure case did. something happened to the bank. Now, you don't need many people to, to be making that small decision to have a big impact on a market that otherwise was kind of in balance, right? All of a sudden, people are buying silver coins and gold coins, and institutions are talking about buying gold. I hear it every day on Bloomberg and uh, CNBC. Oh, yeah, I think we should add some gold. Well, you know what? It's not that easy to add gold when gold is such a small part of the market. I mean, it's less than 1% of the market. How much gold are you going to be able to, are we all going to be able to add 1%? You know, we couldn't even add 1% because all the gold's already owned by somebody. Right. Now you got to, you got to bid it up. And we're seeing that we're seeing that the, the physical markets for gold have prices going up and premiums going up. Whereas, the derivative market for gold, the paper, the COMEX, the price is going down. And I think what we'll find is that the commercials have engineered the sell-off, as they did in 08, in the 07-08 thing. Gold went down, I think, to 850. And then all of a sudden, you know, after they covered the short, everyone got religion, and the price more than doubled in three years. More than doubled. While the stock market was doing quite poorly, I might add. And I, I get the feeling that what's happening in 2020 is is like a short-term version of what happened in the great financial crisis. Maybe we've seen the low on gold here, and it'll start to rally. And silver's seen the low, and it will start to rally. And, you know, I talked about mine closures. Well, if you have to get these mine closures, and they all close, Peru's announced they're closing the mines. I think Cabelco and Chile's closing I know that in Nevada, they ordered all businesses to close. Now, I don't think it's affected the mines yet, but it may. I mean, you get one case of, of COVID-19 in a mine, I and mean, it'll just shut it down so fast. Well, 
people will still keep buying gold and silver. You know, they'll buy the coins. Uh, they'll take their money out of a bank. Uh, they'll want to park it somewhere. Uh, central banks will probably still want to buy it. Well, how do you buy something that's not produced? The price has to go up. So I think there is a lots of reason to think that gold is a wonderful solution uh, to this financial situation we're in and probably better than cash because even though cash seemingly has its value, if it's in a bank right. and you can't get it out, what's the value? That's for sure. Um, let's kind of just expand on that before we begin to wrap up. Let's let's talk about, because we got a lot of questions this week, Eric, about, uh, you know, you and I have discussed the tail wagging the dog, right? The future's tail wagging the spot dog for over a decade. Yeah, you going back right. a lot farther than that. And there's you and I understand that the people that go to my side understand that the people that that already own gold and silver understand that. But a lot of people are their eyes are just now beginning to be open to this idea that they're basically trading baseball cards, you know, that these derivative contracts that have no relation to physical, but that the physical is being set by the price of those baseball cards. Um, Can you just in your own words, explain to people why they're seeing this paper price, the price quoted on CNBC yeah. and Bloomberg go down, but yet these ex- incredible premiums for the actual physical yeah. metal. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened in 08. You know, the price of silver, I forget the exact details of what price it got to, but let's say it got to 850 or something back in 08. But if you wanted to buy a coin, you had to pay between 50, 15 and $20. Like the, the, the price for the physical product never went down. And it's because somehow... You know, we're trained to look at this quote that ends up in the newspaper and on the TV screen, and we think that's where things are going on. But there's another market. There's a physical market. Go and try to buy it. You know, go try to buy physical. In fact, gold went into backwardation recently, right, where the spot price was above the futures price because it's more important to have it now because when you're buying a futures, you don't know whether you're going to get it delivered or not. And, of course, you and I, we talk about deliveries and that right. ridiculous situation with the exchange for physicals that goes on every day for 20 or 30 tons of gold, like more, more gold per day is exchanged for physical that you see just, just disappears in the ether. And uh, we don't even produce that much in a day. It's, like, it's just bizarre what happens in the COMEX. And obviously, it, it should end, quite frankly. And lots of other things should end. They should end short selling uh, without an uptick. And and that could be happening here soon, too, because the short sellers can just run rampant on a stock and and knock it down 10 or 20 percent. Everyone's shaking their head wondering what just happened to them. And uh, there are people that that's their business, knocking the value of the stocks. And it just it's so inappropriate and unfair and immoral that the government should uh, the regulators should do something about it. And several questions on that this week, too, Eric, not so much specific companies, but just the, the mechanics of the mining shares in that, uh, again, you almost a, a tail wagging the dog thing and that we've got these ETFs and the double levered ETFs and the triple levered yeah. ETFs. And there almost yeah. seems to be, uh, those seem to be driving things as well. Do you, a lot of folks wondering, are the, are the mining stocks being manipulated through those things or, or why exactly are they falling so sharply? Well, the tail in this case is the ETF. Okay. And of course people can, uh, Say, well, I want to be out of this ETF today and sell it on, on the market. And, and, of course, the ETF can go to a discount to its NAV, 
but the guy running the ETF has to go and sell the underlying security. And for example, it's tri- tri- triple levered. He's probably got to get off an option. Options are not that easy to trade anymore. The market makers aren't there. The market makers who are mostly uh, banks, financial institutions, don't want to risk their capital. And in fact, their capital is already uh, under pressure because anybody with a line of credit, a lot of people with a line of credits are demanding that they they take the money out of the bank. So the banks are getting more and more leveraged. And they're saying to their trading desk, hey, don't commit so much as much money as we used to commit. Ergo, the bids and asks get wider, they get thinner, and if, if somebody comes along and sells the ETF, and you got to uh, uh, trade in the options of the underlying security, there's not much of a market for it. And the spread is so large that you might be have to sell it 5% under what it's trading at, because that's where the guy's prepared to bid. So you get crazy volatility. I watch Kirkland. And in Canadian dollars got down, I think it might have got down to 25. And then next thing you know, it's back up at 48. And then it's back at 31. And then it, yesterday it closes at 39. And I, I presume today it'll, it'll open in the, will open in the 40s. Like it's just, it's madness, these, right. uh, the swings that we see. And it, it's a flow of money where no one wants to be in the market. So, for example, someone wants to come in and buy 100,000 persons. Well, who's going to, nobody's probably going to short it to them anymore. So who's you know what if there's no bona fide seller? Bang yeah. up she goes again. Yeah. So it's there's there's a lot of uh, slippage uh, between uh, the strength of the bids and offers and the, the the spread that the dealers want to take out now for fear of getting wiped out the next day. Yeah. One last question for you, Eric. You know the the stories. Uh, kind of legendary about when the like the PHYS and the PSLV when those were begun a year ago uh, you know the weights to actually get the physical silver for the PSLV I know it's not part you know you retired and uh, that's not part of your management duties anymore but it, have yeah. you heard anything about um, those, those type of actual physical funds and trusts having any difficulty sourcing bullion to meet demand inflows I have not heard that no I think I would hear it too. In fact, I've instructed people if they ever want to try to go and buy a product and they can't get it or they can't get it at an appropriate price, I'd like to hear about it. Well, of course, I'd desperately like to hear about it. So, no, I have not heard that. And I think I have pretty close uh, relationships with people that if, uh, you know, for example, if uh, the Sprott Physical Silver Fund uh, had to buy a million silver and it wasn't there or, you know, it was priced 10% above, above the. Uh, the COMEX price, I think I'd, I'd get a tap on the shoulder. Okay. Let's keep our eyes and ears open for that one. Um, my friend, just other things that are on your mind before we wrap up. I, we've covered a lot, and there's obviously we could, you and I could probably talk for another hour, but I know people are busy. So what else is on your mind before we go? Yeah, well, the one thing that uh, you know, I think people have to think about is there, there could be mine closures here, and whether or not the stocks have gone down enough to reflect it, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's sort of like what 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 stomach do you have for some guy to say? Oh, by the way, we have no revenue this quarter, and uh, you know we lost whatever. Uh, that could happen because I think shutdown, lockdown seems to be the only way. Okay, so everything is going to come to a standstill. I hope the government changes their view and looks more to protecting the people than the industries. I mean, why do you have to protect the airline industry if no one's flying? Right. You know, we got to eat. We got to eat. 
and we got to keep our houses warm. Those should be the two most important things. So let's see where that goes. That's for sure. Well, we'll see. You, know, you just think of where we were last week compared to where we are oh. now. Oh, God. It changes every day. It every day does. is an important day to, to kind of monitor things and see what might happen next. Yep, that's for sure. Well, we obviously know uh, physical precious metal is in hot demand. And just a reminder before you go, if you're planning to purchase precious metals, uh, or any for those of you that purchased them recently from us, uh, you can take delivery. We also have the Sprott Storage Program, a safe, fully insured, secure place to store your metals too. So anything that we can do to help, just give us a call at 888-861-0775. And of course, you can stop by SprottMoney.com. Uh, and check out all the inventory we have and everything else we can do to help you get your hands on some physical metal. Eric, uh, it has been another interesting week. It'll be interesting to see where we are next week. Please just stay healthy. Keep those hands clean. <laughs> you too, and, and to everyone out there, I mean, take care of yourselves first, okay? That's the, most, that's the biggest message there is because there's a, there's a virus going around. Try not to get it. Yeah, we'll sort through all the financial stuff. At a later date, but there, you're right. There's nothing more right. important than taking care of yourself. So you go do that, all right? Okay, you too. Take care. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next Friday. 